Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen, we're live. Thank you for uh, downloading our podcast and uh, for listening to us. My name is Graham. Welcome to Kicking and Streaming. And, of course, with me, my co-host, Jocelyn. Hello, Jocelyn. How is we Hello. today? I am great. How are you doing today? Ah, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. Finally, we, after um, a lot of planning and... Um, a lot of talking about it. We're finally here and we are definitely going to put on a podcast. How about that? Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we've been talking about it a while and kicking around the idea. And uh, haha, now we're kicking and streaming. So there you go. This is definitely a dream come true. So um, without further ado, let's uh, go ahead and tell people about us a little bit uh, again. As I said before, my name is Graham. My co-host is the fantastic Jocelyn. Um, uh, full disclosure, we are also co-workers, and, which is why uh, how we got to uh, talking about movies and streaming and stuff and how we came up with the idea. Yes, yes, we wasted company time talking about movies. <laughs> we wasted company time talking about yes. movies. That is, that is awesome. <laughs> I have to start thinking about it that way, right? <laughs> and so uh, here we are today in our first episode and we wanted to do something um, because it's close to uh, Oscars and it is award season. So we wanted to do something that was uh, award worthy. Is that is that a thing? I think it's a thing. If it's not, we can make it one. Okay. <laughs> so we wanted to make something award worthy. So today we are going to talk about, first of all, we're going to talk about the, um, who we think is going to take home something, some, some of these uh, awards. Of course, there's a lot on the list, but we're not going to talk about things that are not important. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, um, original score. Nobody cares about that. I don't, I don't care what you say. Yeah, no. Original no. scores. Who cares? <laughs> Somebody uh, who writes a score and their parents. That's who cares. Yeah, exactly. And that's, why going, yeah! <laughs> yeah, that's, why, that's why they always say, and mom, dad, thank you for what you did for me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because those are the only people that are actually rooting for them. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so let's start with Best Picture, right? Uh, Best Picture nominated are Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Now, uh, I'd like to just go one by one. Black Panther, what a movie, what a movie, right? Moneymaker and all kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And, uh... 
Um, maybe a little formulaic in the sense of being a comic book movie, but that's okay because it, it did what it was supposed to do. And it was so beautiful to watch and so beautifully acted. So, yeah, it was a great movie. Absolutely. And then, so Black Klansman is personally, uh, you know, I have to say I haven't, I haven't seen this movie myself. I know what it's about. I know that it's loosely based, if you will, on a real story. And um, the original, I mean, the protagonist is um, Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington. And I have to say, this kid, I'm a big fan of that kid. I don't know uh, if you've been following him, Jocelyn, but uh, the, this, this kid is absolutely fantastic as a little actor. Um, I, I mean, actually have not been following him, and I didn't know anything about that about him at all when you said that. So, Well, actually, if you've seen uh, this series with The Rock on HBO uh, called... Uh, what is what's that? What's the series called again? Um... Oh wow! Now I can't, I can't remember. The fact is, John David Washington is on, on that show uh, on HBO with uh, The Rock and Rob Corddry, and um, that's personally when I when I saw him, like when I, f I first started seeing him as an actor, I didn't even know. I couldn't even put together the picture, like the two and two together, like Washington and whatever. Even though um, once you know. Once you know that he is Denzel Washington's son, then everything he does, you kind of see him, uh, uh, Denzel. But watching okay. the show, the first few, ep the first few episodes, uh, baller. That's exactly what the show is called, baller. All right, brain fart, boom, baller. <laughs> That's what the show is called. <laughs> so on HBO, it's uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Rob Corddry, um, and it includes like a very, very good. Uh, storyline of uh, John John uh, John David Washington. So yeah, uh, that's it right there. This kid is in this movie Black Landsman, and of course, it's about a detective uh, who is black but had the temerity to infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan. So uh, very nice little movie to watch, and. Um, uh, like I said, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Uh, he, now, he used the, the character that Adam Driver plays is, is kind of how the end with the KKK with that is my understanding. Because right. I, I haven't seen it either, unfortunately. I wanted to see it, but, you know, good intentions and all that. Well, I mean... Um, I think Adam Driver is... I, I had never heard of Adam Driver until the Star Wars movies. Yeah. And Kylo Ren, of course. And, you know... I, <laughs> I have to say, my first impression of him is he's a very strange looking dude. Um, <laughs> but after having seen him in a few different movies, like he was in a recent movie uh, about a, a heist uh, under the Charlotte racetrack. Uh, I've lost the name of it, it's gone out of my head. Uh, but he was excellent in that. And uh, I've seen him in a couple other things. I'm like, this kid can act. And why had I never heard of him before? I, I don't know. He'd totally been off my radar. So um, he's actually nominated as Best Supporting Actor for Black Klansman. So, uh, yeah, should be should be good. Yeah. Uh, so we, we highly recommend this movie. Um, and as recommending it, we should also make sure that we see it. <laughs> um, yes, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to talk about a movie, you might as well have seen it. <laughs> 
Probably should have seen it. That's, that's, um, uh, you know. This is one of the reasons why you shouldn't be really taking us way too seriously because, like, we... <laughs> We're doing this because we like uh, streaming, we like movies, we like TV series, and of course, there's gonna, we, you know, we're people, so and we have lives, so we definitely aren't all day, all night watching movies. Although, um, no, and not a film critic, I, you know, didn't go to Jean Shalit school or anything like that. You know, I just <laughs> yeah. don't have any educational background when it comes to reviewing movies. We just like to watch them, and really speaking for myself. Don't have any background with that. Yeah, I'm an expert on absolutely nothing. So that's that's it. Yeah, yeah, me neither. You know, there are, there's like you know they say jack of all trades and master of none. I'm not even a jack of all trades. I'm more like a <laughs> of all trades. So I, I don't even get the step up to jack. So that, I mean, yeah. So it's it's. Fine. <laughs> okay, so um, the Bohemian Rhapsody is of course a fantastic movie. I have um, seen this one. So how did you like it? I enjoyed it. Um, it's everything that it was supposed to be, if that makes sense. It kind of ticks all the boxes. Um, it is a lot of fun. I don't think it would have been as popular, maybe, if it had been about anything other than Freddie Mercury and Queen. Um, because you do have you know, the amazing soundtrack of every song that we love from Queen. And... Um, Rami Malek did not attempt to sing, which good on him. Uh, it's it's all tracks from Freddie Mercury singing, and um, it works. You, you can't take it too seriously because it just, it doesn't tell the real story, honestly. It tells the, uh, the story through, I think, rose-colored glasses. Right. Um, but, but that's okay because it's, it's, it is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a happy movie about music, and uh, and that's pretty much what it is. It doesn't really get into the some of the sadder bits but but that's okay all right so uh in terms of best picture do you think it gets there you think it's just nominated because it's a another biopic i think in my opinion i think it's going to win this year and i say that because of everything that's going through with the oscars and 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 how they're trying to uh i think win some some curry some favor with with audiences and kind of step away from being a little, I don't know, snooty or whatever. Um, right. I think I think it's going to win because they love a biopic. Of course, Hollywood does. Yeah, that's Hollywood um, for you right there. Going to win some points with the with it being about Freddie Mercury, you know, with the the, the gay pride and gay rights and, right. and things like that. Um, and I just I just think it's going to win, but that's just me. Okay, so let's. I don't know that it necessarily deserves to win, but I think it's going to. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of surmise that's where you're, we're going with it. Like, yeah, man, it's 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 a good movie, but best picture, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't see it as being a best picture. But I, you know, when you think of some of the things that have won best picture, like, it may mean they've been good movies, but you're like, as far as being the best picture of the year, don't think so. But that's okay. Yeah, I feel you and I hear you. Now, um, moving on to the next mo next Best Picture nominated, we have The Favorite. Now, this is a, this is, this is a heck of a cast, isn't it? It is. It is. It and is. That, that's about all I can tell you about this movie. And again, whenever I tell you I don't know much about a movie, it's not it's it's not because it's not good. It's just because that it's not available available for streaming. <laughs> 
And uh, um, very seldom I have, uh, you know, a movie has to be big, has to be dope for me to say, I'm going to go to the movie theater uh, to, to watch it. So I'm always waiting for it to be, become available on the first platform possible uh, so that I can stream it. So there's a couple of leading women in that movie that I think will definitely make it a good movie. Starting with one of our favorite, Olivia Coleman. She's like my favorite anything, so it's appropriate the movie's named the favorite. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> um, she's just amazing. She's wonderful. And what's this? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is also there, uh, faking an, an English accent, which is dope. <laughs> you know, I, I know. Um, uh, I think there are I think enough. I think Emma, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson, yeah, of course. And um, Rachel. I don't know how you pronounce your last name. Weisman. Rachel Weiss, yes. Rachel Weiss, yeah. So it is a heck of a cast. Uh, it is a fantastic uh, little movie by all means. Um, but again, I'm waiting for the opportunity to stream it, either on uh, uh, Prime, either on Hulu, either on, you know, wherever it becomes available. But I've, I'm not going to go to the movies. Uh, for that one. Um, so, moving on to The Green Book. Green Book is a movie that is controversial, to say the least. But, again, it pairs two of my favorite actors, Mahershala Ali. This guy this guy can't do no wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, of course, Viggo Mortensen is another dude that can't do no wrong, right? Right. <clears throat> but... Who looks nothing like himself in this movie or sounds anything like himself in this movie. I know. That accent, a mafia accent, too. It's not, well, actually, no, a queen accent, right? A queen mafia accent. Hey, how you doing? I'm like, okay, okay. I'll, 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 I'll dig that. And also, we have Broma. It's a Netflix movie. And I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about this because... A few years ago, if I remember correctly, Steven Spielberg kind of went on a rant about how he felt like it was unfair for those streaming platforms to have movies nominated for Oscar because the Oscar was all about like movies, you know, for cine, the cinema and not things that can be streamed on TV. What What do you think about that? I, I don't... If it's If Netflix can make something that's a good movie, then who the heck cares? how it's seen <laughs> right netflix hulu prime you know whatever they they're putting out better content than some of hollywood can so they should be getting recognition for it right i mean they the fact of the matter is there is not like they're doing anything wrong to the craft itself of making a good movie right. um it, they just happen to be a streaming platform so um but going back to roma roma is actually a very good movie and i've had um, I have it on my playlist. I have it. Uh, I have it on my to-do list to watch. So I can't tell you a lot about it, other than the fact that this girl Jalicia Aparicio, nominated for Best Supporting Actress, is fantastic in the movie. And Alfonso Cuaron tells a good story. But you know, that's that's what he, he's actually very well known for that as a director. So I, I don't I don't know what else to what what else to tell you. Maybe we'll talk about that after we've both seen the movie. How about that? 
That sounds good. That sounds good. I watched the trailer today um, and didn't get time to actually sit down and watch the whole movie. But cinematically, it looks beautiful to me. Like, it looks like it's telling a story through the camera's lens as opposed to perhaps entirely speech, um, which is always cool to me to see something like that. You, you could take a still from it, you know, a still from the from the film or the from the images, and, and that would tell a story just as much as if it were moving. That's always been compelling to me. So, yeah, it looks like it should be good. Fantastic. And uh, finally, the movie Vice. And I, <laughs> I had a chance to watch that movie last Sunday, and you know, I'm amazed. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely f- loving. All of the acting, all of the transformation, the cast of in this movie is unbelievably good. But again, for me as a movie, I don't know. I I, I didn't I didn't I, I I can't see where that movie fits as a as a best picture. Well, it's it's another biopic which we know Hollywood loves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a biopic about about uh, Dick Cheney. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like seriously, it's just you know, I started watching the movie, and obviously, I was impressed from the very beginning on how good uh, Christian Bale looks, you know. But then the story I realized is absolutely boring. Dick Cheney's life is boring, <laughs> you know. Like the, Dick Cheney is boring. Yeah. So I don't know how you managed to make a movie about Dick Cheney. I think the most interesting thing that happened in Dick Cheney's life was when he shot that dude in the face. And got away with it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and by the way, dude ended up ended up apologizing to Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that you're a powerful old white dude when you can shoot somebody in the face and they apologize <laughs> to you for it. Exactly. I'm so sorry that I got in the way of that bullet. Oh my goodness, that was in- insane! But you know what? <laughs> That's what they get away with. They get away with it. And yes. What can I tell you? So the next movie, the me- next uh, best picture we are going to talk about is A Star Is Born. What a little movie! What no, actually? What a fantastic little movie! How about that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's in love with this movie. Yes, and this is a remake of of. A movie that has been done several times. I actually learned is- that the day the day I saw it. Yes. <laughs> All right, so that was that was good for best picture. Let's move on to lead actor, and I'm gonna go through them like a breeze. You tell me what you think. So obviously, yes. lead actor Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, William Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek Bohemian Rhapsody. Viggo Mortensen, Green Book. So what do you think there? Well, I think that Bradley Cooper's going to win because, for two reasons. Mm-hmm. Two reasons. Mm-hmm. One is I think Bohemian and Rhapsody is going to win Best Picture, and I don't think that they're going to give uh, Best Actor to Rami Malek after giving Bohemian Rhapsody Best Picture. And I think that it's going to be sort of an apology to Bradley Cooper because he didn't get nominated for Best Director, which, as I understand, caused a kerfuffle. So that's my thought. I think it's going to be Bradley Cooper. So um, I don't know. Normally there's a connection between what you who wins the Golden Globes and who wins the Oscar, especially in these categories. 
And so I think uh, for the Vice movie, Christian Bale is a strong contender. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I I'm with you in that Bohemian Rhapsody might win Best Picture, but I, I, I don't think, as you say, that Rami Malek is going to win uh, Best Actor. Um, Viggo Mortensen, I think Hollywood actually liked this little movie, Green, Green Book. So, they must have. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, it, it, be careful. Like, you know, I mean, like, watch out for Viggo Mortensen just being the surprise winner of that one. But, uh, like, that Willem Dafoe movie at Eternity's Gate, it's another one that is on my to do list. But I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I can't tell you anything about his acting in that respect. But it's Willem Dafoe, so who cares, right? Willem Dafoe right. is good whether, whether he's playing Ronald McDonald's or. Or whatever. So, <laughs> if he's nominated, it's for it's for a good reason, I think. Um, but yeah, I I think Bradley Cooper is the man in that, right? Yeah. But and he was he was good in the Star Wars movie. I was surprised actually, because I I won't say that I'm not a fan of Bradley Cooper, but I'm sort of. <laughs> um, but he pleasantly surprised me in the Star Wars movie. Yeah, I mean, actually, I was I was impressed with, uh, in fact, not that much for the acting because you know it, it, there wasn't much about playing a a drunk country star. Really, I was more impressed about the entire his entire job as the movie director and and you know the whole thing. I think also, if he had anything to do with casting Lady Gaga, that was yes. a genius move because I think Lady Gaga was good. She was. Uh, the, she was good. Um, the character was like made for her, and it was, you know, somebody with an aura like this. Like, like, a, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything else to say. Boom, boom, bam, bam. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so, lead actress, you know, and I have to make a correction here because I said that Jalitza Aparicio had been nominated for. Supporting actress, but actually she's nominated for nominated for lead actress. So, Jalita Aparicio for Roma, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Colman the favorite, Lady Gaga, A Star Is Born, and Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me? Now, this one is a, is is an absolutely difficult one. I really want Olivia Colman to win because I just want her to win everything. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> um, just because I love her so much. But I don't know, because Melissa McCarthy is really good And Can You Ever Forgive Me? I mean, she's really, really good, like career-changing. I don't know anything about The Wife. I haven't seen The Wife. Um, but Lady Gaga is also so good in A Star Is Born. So I don't know. I don't know. I know who I want to win, but I, I don't know. That one's a really hard one for me. In, but again, here's the thing. Wasn't uh, Judy... Judy Garland in one of those. She was in one that was made in the fifties. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, and I, that one was that one sort of brought in the musical element. The first one in nineteen thirty-seven was more of a straight drama, and uh, then Judy Garland came along and they they added music. So uh, from each one since, there's been a song. Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because it. it this one was done in our era, but I actually think that it was, um, this one was, was really good, was, I, I mean, I loved everything about this. There's a couple of things that I don't quite understand in the plot, 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay, you got Sam Elliott as the big brother and stuff, but I, I don't understand what the beef was <laughs> between the two of them other than, you know, you sold daddy's ranch or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know either. There was a lot of angst going on there that was really explained. Yeah, and then, man, how are you going to punch your big brother like that? I mean, he's much older than you, big brother, by the way. Like, you don't do that, That's man. You just yeah, don't no. do that. You respect your big brother. That's right. Bad boy, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> the overall uh, theme was the over, overall theme was good. Uh, you know, I I don't have I don't have a bad thing to say about about that movie. No, uh, no, it was very good. It was um, well. Everybody, like I said, is in love with it. the The music is gorgeous. Um, Lady Gaga is amazing in it. Um, so yeah, it, I think of the the four incarnations of it. It's uh, it's my second favorite. I I am an old movie. I don't want to say buff, but I love old movies. So um, I do love the nineteen thirty seven version because I I. Uh, it's just a sweet movie, and I love Frederick March, and Janet Gaynor is great in it. So, um, so that's my favorite one. But my second favorite one is definitely going to be the one that was just made. I think Bradley Cooper is very good in it. I think he is being as directing his debut as a director in this is great. Um, so uh, I think it's a pretty good contender. All right then. So we move on, ladies and gentlemen. So we're talking about lead actress. And you were there, so you say Olivia Coleman. I don't know. I think Glenn Close has a little bit of the uh, Meryl Streep factor to her. Like, if she's in she something does. and Meryl Streep is not nominated in the same category, she might well be the one to take it. So, on the other hand, I think Hollywood would do would, would make history if actually Yalitza Aparicio would win that for Roma, because... Not only was yeah. she good, but also, you know, I don't remember the last time a, a Mexican-American actress won for uh, Best uh, Lead Actor. So, yeah. uh, lead yeah. actress. This is a very good point. So, and, and by the way, it has nothing to do with her being a Mexican-American, other, but she was dope. Like, she, she was good. Yeah. I can't, I, I, everybody... And I don't. You probably don't know this, but it's amazing the uh, the slack that the flag that this girl has been taking because of her uh, indigenous look in uh, Mexico. In, in Mexico, actually, there have been memes, and uh, people have been actually very mean to her. Um, people have actually said things like, "How dare you put her." In a movie, she's an Indian, and the whole thing. It's, it's amazing wow. how you know colonialism still plays uh, a a role in how we see people in Latin America. Colorism and colonialism is a big deal, but again, that's that's a theme for another for for another song. Except that I just wanted to 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 talk about to talk about this for a moment because it's happening. You know, this girl. Here you had this girl, who um, nominated for lead actress as a Mexican American uh, actor. I think everybody, especially people from Mexico, 
in that respect should should be like you know a hundred percent behind her yet they find all kinds of weird and and racist and uh misogynist thing to say about her because you know wow that's just wow no i was not aware of that and that's that's um so no cool (laughs) so no cool and then we move on to who's next lead actor um no we've done this right Oh. Uh, yeah, we did lead actor, so best supporting actor, I guess. Okay, best supporting actor. Go ahead. Who do you have? You, I cannot pronounce the gentleman's name from the Green Book. You say it. You say it so beautifully. Uh, Mahershala Ali. Yes, yes. Okay. Adam Driver, Sam Elliott, Richard Grant, and Sam Rockwell. Okay, so what do you have for those? Because, like, seriously, I don't know. Um, Mahershala. I don't know either. I I would love to see um, Mr. Ali from the Green Book, yeah. um, because he is such an amazing actor and so I don't know poetic. <laughs> um, it would be cool to see Sam Elliott win something because he's just he's just a cool dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, Richard E. Grant is good in Can You Ever Forgive Me too. So I don't know. And then you've got Adam Driver, who. So this is another one. It's difficult to difficult to say for me, anyway. All right. Well, yeah, I have to remind you. Well, I have to remind people that not too long ago, Mahershala Ali, I think he won Best Supporting Actor for that movie. Was it Moonlight? Moonlight was it? He he won. He he he's won an Academy Award before. Um, okay. So. So this nomination obviously is what can I tell you? I mean, he's the leading the leading actor of the moment, right? right. Um, having said that, you know, I don't know that even though Hollywood loves Green Book, I don't know a lot of people are going to be impressed if he were to win um, lead actor for Green Book. Uh, I mean, supporting actor for Green Book. Uh, so Sam Elliott. I get why Sam Elliott is nominated for Star is Born, but really, how much how much you know screen time did he get in that movie? Like he didn't get very much at all. Yeah. But and then you know I think Judy uh, didn't Dame Judy Dench win for like seven minutes in in a movie at one point. Ah, so. ah, ah, ah. But she's Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> it's true. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I would win that too if, I, if my name was Julie Dench. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott, just you could just like have Sam Elliott just say a few words and do one of these little laugh. <laughs> it must be a real kind of. Yeah, this guy is dope, man. I, I don't know what else to say. This is like the epitome of a cool dude. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Richard E. Grant in Can You Ever Forgive Me? Can you ever forgive me? Is uh, the only, have you seen that movie? Yes. Okay. So, why don't you tell us about it? Because I don't know. Um, well, it's based on a true story. Um, it's about an author by the name of Lee Israel, who I believe she was a failing author at the time. She had 
not been a failing author and uh, had been pretty popular. But um, she finds a letter uh, in a book, and uh, it's from a famous author, and she takes it to uh, like a someone to, to sell it, like an auction house. And they say, oh, you know, this would be good, but only if it had a more content, if it said something a little racier or, or, or that kind of thing. So she kind of hits on the idea of uh, let's let's forge letters from famous authors. So you know let's let's forge something from Noel Coward or or you know different authors like that and um, sell them either legit or I believe a little bit on the black market. So it's 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 good because I feel like Melissa McCarthy typically plays. The character, you know, the, the lovable character, the, the lovable chubby girl. And uh, this is definitely not a lovable person at all. Um, she's pretty nasty oh, wow. and not very nice and has her own demons. And uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting portrayal. It's it's a good movie. You know, there's a little bit of intrigue that goes on. Um, she is caught. And it just tells the story of, of all of that playing out in her life. So, all right, we have to see that because, like, I, oh, I haven't seen it. So, yeah, good. <laughs> 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 so, do you think Melissa McCarthy has a chance in that one? I think she has a chance. I do because I, she's. I mean, I believe she's played similar characters in her career. Perhaps I, I haven't followed every movie that she's ever made, but. She's just so good in this and so against type. And I, you know how much Hollywood loves against type. Yeah. Um, so just she's, and she is, she's so good in it. Sweet. So good luck to her, right? Good luck. Good luck, Melissa McCarthy. I say. Uh, we know she's listening. Yeah, of course she is. <laughs> and finally, I'd like to go to director. Right? So for director, we have Spike Lee with Black Klansman, Pavel Pavlikovsky with Cold War, Yorgos Lanthimos with The Favorite, Alfonso Cuaron with Roma, and Adam McKay for Vice. That one right there, Jocelyn, I can tell you it is a bloodbath, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> we're talking about some... The, the well-known ones versus the ones that have done something incredible this year, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so Spike Lee with Black Clansman, you know, it's been a long time since we've seen uh, Spike Lee this good, with a movie this good. Um, yeah. I, I remember one of his last attempts was Chirac or something like that, and I don't know what to tell you about that one. Because yeah, I, saw, I, I saw it for what it was, and you know, there was a bit of a um, self-indulging whatever in it. I, I, I don't know how to put it. But I think Black Clansman is, is, is some of his best work out there. Um, now, what is this movie called War? With Pavel Pavlikovsky as director. What, what, what are we talking about here? What, what, what Cold War is that? You know, I don't know because it's I've not seen anything about it or heard anything about it until it was nominated. Um, 
It's apparently about the 50s Cold War in Poland. Two people beginning a romance. So uh, I guess it's kind of a, a romance with the background of not bloody war, but, but war nonetheless. Well, all right. Well, good luck with that, because um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know anything like, I don't know anything about that movie at all. In fact, looking at the least is the first time I hear of it, so um, there's not much I can say about it. Although I promise, I promise to all of you that I will go through this list and watch pretty much every single movie that I haven't seen. Um, if if they're not if they're not too painful though, because like some some movies are. Oscar nominated, but they're kind of painful to watch, like Vice. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> sorry, so much you can take sometimes. <laughs> All right, and and so moving on to Yorgos Lanthimos with uh, the favorite. So clearly, the favorite is one of Hollywood's favorite. So, well, we get that. <laughs> Alfonso Cuarón with Roma, right? Uh, I think Cuaron won the Golden Globe for Roma. So that tells you something. Yeah. If you were to bet money, probably would go there. But Adam McKay would advise. What do you think there? And I'm not familiar with his work at all. So I, unfortunately, I don't know. Well, among all of these, it's hard to have an opinion because I don't, besides Spike Lee, I don't, I'm not very familiar with the other directors. All right. So if you are picking Spike Lee, I am going to personally pick uh, Alfonso Cuaron because I think Roma did something to Hollywood. And <laughs> at least as best director, he will win. And, well, that's about it. The rest of it is boring, animated features and blah, blah, blah. So we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's, how about we go straight into the eight Oscar nominee movies that you can stream straight on your TV. Yeah. Uh, will you like to start us off, Jocelyn, please? Yes. Give me one second here to get my, my link working. So we've got uh, Black Panther. We've got First Reformed. We've got Roma. Minding the Gap, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Isle of Dogs, Solo, A Star Wars Story, which is nominated for visual effects, uh, Avengers Affinity War, and Incredibles Soon. Incredibles 2, sorry. Incredibles 2. Yes. All right. So let's go through the platforms where you can watch this. So Netflix uh, is for uh, Black Panther. You can you can see Netflix. You can see Black Panther on Netflix. This movie, The First Reformed, is available on Amazon Prime. By the way, if you don't have Amazon Prime, I don't know what you're waiting for. Because over the course of our uh, podcast, we'll definitely be talking about some very good content that's available on Amazon Prime. So uh, get on with it, because Amazon Amazon Prime can, is right up to, up there with 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 Netflix. I I, I want to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, overlooked too often, in my opinion. Absolutely. And I do think that they are a bit more selective in their content than Netflix. I agree. In Netflix, uh, I remember <laughs> there was a, an SNL 
uh, sketch about how Netflix picks up anything. Anybody can come and pitch an idea <laughs> to Netflix. And boom, <laughs> they're like, uh, so I was eating cereal this morning. Eating cereal this morning. You got it. How about $8 million dollars for this one? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I wish that was true. I would go pitch shows to them. Yeah, well, we, we're, we're definitely going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> And coming my, soon, Graham and Jocelyn on Netflix. Yeah, doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be sitting there watching Netflix. That's yeah. going to be the extent of the show. Right, right. <laughs> Two people watching Netflix on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be good for 10 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, Minding the Gap is available on Hulu. Also, if you don't have Hulu, let me tell you a secret about Hulu. If you have Spotify, if you stream your music from Spotify and you have the paid Spotify, right? And you have Hulu, so you're paying about uh, easily about, I don't know, about $18 a month for both Spotify and Hulu. If you didn't know that, you can actually combine your Hulu account with Spotify. And it will go down to about twelve dollars. I'm, wow. I'm telling you this. I did not know that. I did this. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, boom. I did it. And it's like you know, literally thirteen, twelve, twelve something thirteen dollars versus kicking and streaming, saving you money, folks. Yeah, <laughs> So yeah, I was uh I think I had actually the account that I had for Hulu was the one with fewer commercial or with no commercials. So that was about $11, and I was paying about $9.99, $9.95 for Spotify. And now it's, you know, about $12 or $13 for both of them. I mean, obviously, I have to watch five or six commercials on Hulu. But again, like, whatever you, you want to say about commercials, it's better to watch commercials on Hulu than watching commercials on your TV, on your oh, regular yeah. TV. And Hulu gives you that nice little countdown too, so you know, you yeah. know what's going on. So you can be like, "Oh, okay, I've got you know two ads to go through." Exactly. Isn't that let the dogs great? Out or Isn't that great that you at least know how many commercials are left and how many more seconds you have before you get back to your programming? Yes. Where, whereas when you're watching regular TV, they just blast you with commercial to the point where actually you don't even remember where the the episode you're watching left off. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they can be anywhere from two minutes to seven minutes. So, like. so uh, The Ballad of Buster Scrog. Well, I actually Scruggs. have seen this one. Yeah? Yeah, this one's on Netflix. Is it dope? I, I, see, I love the Coen brothers. Like, they oh, can yeah. do almost no wrong for me. Yeah. Um, so, um, this is interesting because well, going into it, I did not know it was an anthology. I thought it was the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, but the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is only the first few minutes of it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Then it goes into a whole bunch of other little stories and they're very good, but I had to stop watching it after a while because it's, it's, it's very intense. It's the Coen brothers. So it's intense. Yep, yep. Um, and it's, um, I got really depressed. I had to stop it for a while. But it's good. It's dope. It's good. All right. Well, if you if you want to just get, have to take a breather and then come back to it. I think I think that's that's like a good recipe for a Coen, uh, Coen Brothers movie. Like you literally yeah. have to 
Uh, let me stop this for a moment. Go take a walk, walk the dog, uh, do something, have some coffee or whatever. Um, you know, FaceTime my mama or something. Yeah. <laughs> let me go hug my children. <laughs> and then come back to it because, yeah, it, it can be a bit, a bit too strong to swallow, to swallow. Isle of Dogs is streaming on HBO. This is a cute movie. And also, I think it's one of those movies that if you are like Jocelyn and I, we love our dogs, you, you, you probably going to cry a lot. <laughs> I haven't seen it. So I wanted to see it when, it when it first came out and they were talking about it. I was watching the trailers. But yeah, I have a feeling it might have an old yeller aspect I to know. it. I know. I mean, or where the red fern grows, or you know. But like, how like dare that. how dare this mayor to banish dogs from an entire city and send them <laughs> to island of garbage? How how dare you? Like, I don't even you know. If I get my hands on that mayor, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be in his own island of garbage. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, and then Solo, a Star yes. Wars story. If you didn't see these on uh, in the movie theater, so of course Netflix has it for you. Um, I've seen this one too. Apparently, and it it's exists. great. Are you a, a Star Warsy? I, I I enjoy the Star Wars movies. Um, I am not a a I don't know what they are called. Like Star Trek fans or Trekkies or Trekkers, and there's Whovians for Doctor Who. I don't. What are Star Wars fans called? Chewbaccaans? I don't know. I've just offended like 4,000 people. I'm really sorry. Um, I, uh, I enjoy the Star Wars movies, but I'm not, I'm not a fan. You know, I don't have any little bobbleheaded dolls or anything like that from the Star Wars. But um, I enjoyed the Solo, which is another thing that's you know, going to get me struck off the, the records, books of anybody who's a fan, because uh, I think almost everybody hated it. But I enjoyed it. A made-for-TV movie about space, and it's and it's it's great. All right, well, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't choke to death. Don't do that. <laughs> Avengers: Infinity War. That's on Netflix. You know what? I've started watching this movie a couple of times, but it's really late at night. And for some reason, I fall asleep. And it's not because the movie is boring, but rather because... You know, late at night and I get tired, I fall asleep without even realizing it. And I wake up with this Netflix give me, giving me the side eye. Are you still watching? You know. <laughs> Are you still there? Are you alive? Should we call the police? <laughs> so that's, that's what I wake have up. You, so I haven't finished this movie at all, ever. I've, I have seen it. I think it's something that you need to have seen some of the other ones for to, to have a complete understanding of what the hell's going on. Yeah. It's a good movie. It is definitely a good movie, but I, I do think you have to have some context because otherwise I think you're going to be bewildered. And I'd skipped a few of the, the superhero, superhero movies, which my husband had not, so I had to ask for context for a few things. So, you know, that made me feel young and beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, who's that? What are they? What do they do? Where? Where am I? Where's my glasses? I was talking to the dog. Anyway, um, it's a good movie. All right. All right. Well, you know, uh, those questions that you asked, my wife asked them too. And you can you should see my son rolling his eyes. <laughs> but 
But the thing, the thing about that is that my wife confuses all the, these different universes. Uh, so uh, DC. Yes. Yeah, so she's asking like, "Where's Logan?" Yeah, where's exactly. The and yeah, no, I, I, I empathize. So I occasionally do that too. And my son goes like, "It's not the same universe. What is she talking about?" <laughs> I've never seen anybody get so exasperated about it. We are Superman. He could fix everything. <laughs> that is awesome. So, mm. my friends, uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. And we've, we hope you, you know, you will stick with us. Thank you for giving us the time of day for listening to our podcast. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, to subscribe if you like it. Uh, we're gonna be here on a weekly basis, uh, and as soon as you subscribe and we upload, we release our podcast. You will get it. We'll be talking about a whole lot more. The premise of this podcast is to talk about um, shows that are overlooked, that are available on screen, uh, on streaming platforms, and they are overlooked for trendy show because everybody loves what's trending. It turns right. out that you have Jocelyn and you have Graham that are somewhat expert in, you know, finding shows that are sort of like hidden gems. And um, we're, we're experts at wasting time. That's we're <laughs> and so we'll be bringing those to you. We'll tell you, you know, why you should watch this show and um, what's good about it. <laughs> and, um, you know, but again, yeah. watch at your own risk. <laughs> Yes, yes, at your own risk. Yeah, we're going to be trying to have some of those little hidden gems for you so you have something. In. And also, we wanted to like talk to you about how much time you're going to have to invest in a show. So, okay, this is only three episodes, so you don't have to have a week to watch this show, or you can watch this show in a day. Or this is just a movie if you just have a little bit of time to spare, you know, and you just don't know what to watch on Netflix. So, right. Or Hulu, or Prime, or whoever. Excellent. So, my friends, uh, thank you very much again for being with us. And uh, we loved your company. And we'll see you next week. For thank you Graham so much. and Jocelyn, this is Ciao, everyone. Bye-bye. Enjoy. Bye.